Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Toth, Executive Director of the J. Cruz Education Center, and welcome to the J. Cruz Education Center podcast. Today, we are going to focus on one of our 16 pathways. Remember, our goal with this podcast is to jump into the lives of individuals and discover what it's like to be them as we help people discover what jobs exist and how they can mesh their talents and passions to find a career that is fulfilling. So next up today is the Health Science Pathway, and I'm actually joined today by our special guest, Dr. Jessica Picard. Jessica, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's a nice sunny day, which is good. We love sunshine in the Midwest. (laughs) Yes, we needed it. Yes. I'm going to introduce you here, let you introduce yourself in a second, but before we do, I want to update our listeners on the health science pathway. Uh, This pathway holds the careers that are designated in uh, the health sciences arena of jobs, which would include, but not limited to, a doctor, nurse, radiologist, surgeon, pediatrician, physical therapist, dentist, optometrist, geriatric care, x-ray technicians, physician's assistants, and way too many more to list. Uh, Basically, if you have uh, had a medical operation or some sort of an appointment with a medical professional, those careers would fit into this pathway. So, uh, Dr. Picard, you are actually a dentist, and uh, I think we I will let you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your business here. Yeah, so um, I am. I am a dentist. I work with my dad, Dr. Gary Schumann, and uh, we are at Schumann Dental Associates. We are both general dentists, which means we do not specialize in one specific area of dentistry, um, but we focus on all of it. Um, And we have a family practice located in Auburn, um, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has had this business um, since August of 1977. Wow, long time. So um, going into his 43rd year. And I joined him back in 2011. Um, I graduated dental school in 2009, worked out in Maine for two years, and then came back. Okay. Maine, what drew you to Maine? um, I was in dental school, engaged, and got married right after dental school. My husband and I just wanted complete opposite of Indiana since we knew eventually we would settle down here. Sure. And so it has water. Um, Rocky Coastline, <laughs> Fresh Seafood. Lobster, yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> well, good. That's awesome. So I know, obviously, I think most of our listeners would know what a dentist does. They clean your teeth. My teeth get cleaned, which is which is great. Um, but I guess what does a day-to-day operations besides checking patients' teeth look like for a dentist? What else do you do for our listeners that are wondering? Well, In, I'm in a private practice, so that means I'm also, I own the business. I'm a small business owner. Okay. So um, along with the dentistry, there's also the business work that you have to do as well. Um, So when I come in in the morning, I work on that a little bit, go through emails. Um, We do a staff huddle. So we take the time to go through all the patients coming in that day, trying to look for any flags or um, notes. And then um, the day usually starts. So the um, patients will either be seen on the doctor side or the hygiene side. Okay. The doctor side is where we're restoring the teeth. So we're doing fillings, crown preps, um, extractions if we have to, taking impressions for dentures or other prosthetics that you would wear in your mouth. 
And then on the hygiene side, that's where they're doing cleanings, removing the, the buildup on your teeth and going through um, instructions on oral health and how to take care of your teeth at home. Gotcha. So my day is bouncing actually back and forth between my app and taking care of those and then going over and checking hygiene patients. Okay. Do you prefer one over the other? <laughs> um, no. no. I mean, they're both kind of nice. The app is a little busier, more focused. And then the hygiene side, I get to actually relax a little bit. I can actually talk sure. to the patient. They don't have as much stuff in their mouth. So yeah, that um, makes sense. It's kind of fun doing those. So it's okay. nice. My day bounces back and forth. So that's kind of nice. It changes up. Sure. Yeah. Keep it fresh. That's good. So what, what's the most exciting thing that you do on a daily basis being a dentist? I, I mean, it's going to sound cliche, but I the exciting thing for me is actually helping people improve their health. And um, your oral health is significantly tied to your overall health. And there's studies coming out left and right proving this. And I just am so passionate about that and enraptured with that. Um, they're finding that, you know, poor oral health um, increases your risk for heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, your risk for diabetes. They're also now uh, making ties between poor oral health and Alzheimer's, certain wow. cancers, just a lot of the inflammatory pathways. So huh. I'm, um, I love having that impact on patients and kind of enlightening them on why you need teeth. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are just like, whatever, but yeah. you, I mean, you need them to eat, to speak, to, you know, give your face a personality. So I sure. love helping people maintain that. Okay. I just do. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, fan that's fantastic. That's good. What What's the most difficult thing you do on a daily basis? I would have to say it's running the business. It's dealing with the um, managing of staff and employees. Cause I, you don't get much training on that in dental school. It's all right. related to the operative, the hands-on. Um, so trying to fumble through the business part, um, and then working with all the insurance companies, oh, sure. managing uh, that stuff. It wasn't, that's not my, uh, passion. So yeah. I have to work a little bit harder. So I find it diff, you know, not as enjoyable. Sure. Sure. Sounds like you almost need a, an MBA to, to, to run your dental practice. It would be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Maybe down the road someday you can go back yeah. and, and do that oh, <laughs> if you need additional training, but sounds like you're running a great practice at it as it is. So um, what's something you thought you would never do, but you actually have to do in your job? Never do, but have to do. Mm -hmm. Well, um, because of the time we're in, I never thought I'd have to shut my office down for six weeks, mm. uh, due to a global pandemic. Yeah. Um, my dad has had this practice, like I said, 43 years and never faced anything like this. Even with HIV AIDS, he never shut down. He just had to implement new policies and procedures, but he was allowed to implement that and stay open. And we've been shut down now for six weeks, seeing true dental emergencies only. And um, I, not, nothing could have prepared us for this. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of businesses are in the same boat. Dental is not on its own here. So other people are facing that same thing. And right. It's just navigating through that. But mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I've been talking to a lot of other people on our podcasts, and I think a lot of them have um, stated some of the similar things that you have. Just it's changed the realm of their business, the scope of what they're doing, and uh, they never thought that they would have to go through something like this. And ultimately, it's transforming how they do business, uh, which is interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens after all of this and how some businesses might shift. Yeah, I some things will change. Um, So we're yeah, we're taking it day by day because every every day we find new information coming out. Sure. And it just changes. But if I had to say something else, you know, dental related is we do a lot of um, coaching as well, kind of therapy, which I never really Hmm. I didn't realize maybe how many um, therapy sessions there would be, but I, yeah, kind of nice. Um, cause you know, you have that trust with your patients. So it's rewarding too. Gotcha. Do you coach people to not drink Mountain Dew? Cause I drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> What's the worst? I'm curious. That just popped in my head. What's the worst thing you can do to your teeth? What's the worst food? I guess I should say, obviously falling off your bike and smashing into a tree and knocking oh. your teeth out. is pretty bad, but what's the worst food you can eat based off of the research you've read or drink that you can drink? I would say those energy drinks and sodas. They're okay. high in sugar and acidic. Okay. And Mountain Dew is on that top of that list. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. I don't know if it's going to stop me from drinking it, but uh, I'll just have to make sure to stay active and up to date on my dental uh, visits. <laughs> it's all in moderation, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you said you started in what, 2000 and with your with your dad? What, what I- year was that? 2011. 2011. Okay. So, uh, I guess what skills, or let me back up. How old were you then when you started with your dad in 2011? Oh man, making me state my age. <laughs> yeah, do a little uh, math. I was thir- 30. Okay. So you jumped in with your dad when you were 30. What skills or education did you need to get your job at that point? I had to, well, high school degree, and then I did four years of undergrad, Purdue okay. University. So boiler up. Boiler up. There you go. <laughs> and then dental school. And that is also a four-year degree. Okay. To get so you your were doctorate. eight years then um, to basically become a dentist. Yeah. And then post-dental school, you can either, um, once you graduate, you can go right into the field. Or you can choose to go on to a specialty or choose to do a residency. Okay. Okay. And how long are residencies for for dental school? It depends on the program. There's various residency programs out there because it's not mandatory. Uh, So you could do a year. I think some can go two years. I chose not to do that. Um, Gotcha. So. Well, I'm curious and I always ask all of our um, individuals, our guests about why they wanted to become uh, what they are. And I know my daughter, this is a special interview, a special place, because my daughter, while only being six, almost seven years old, she has a fascination with wanting to be a dentist. Um, she loves the idea that she would get to wear gloves <laughs> and see people um, and ha- potentially have a mask on. So I'm curious to know, why did you decide to become a dentist? I always liked the health sciences and I guess sciences in general. I thought I would be a doctor of some sort. I really never thought I would be dental. Okay. And my dad was a dentist. And so I kind of just crossed it off my list because that's what he did. And, you know, growing up, 
can't do it dad didn't want to follow in your father's <laughs> footsteps right like no, father, I mean, like daughter. <laughs> um so when i went to purdue i actually went in um, undeclared and then i bounced around a lot and i finally settled on dietetics and okay. so i graduated purdue um, with my dietetics degree i did have to do an internship for a year in order to sit and become a registered dietitian so i did that um, so i do maintain that degree and I really liked it. I liked, I like nutrition and dietetics a lot. Um, and it is very helpful right now with everything that's coming on with dentistry and the ties to your overall health. But I did not like how restrictive it was with patient interactions and follow-ups. And I just felt like I couldn't impact people enough. Hmm. And so okay. then it was my fourth year, my last senior year at Purdue, when I started reevaluating and I just kind of made pros and cons lists of all the careers and dental um, won. It just uh-huh. fit and checked all my boxes. And it was a great decision because I, I love it. I love what I do. It allows me still to incorporate the nutrition part of it. It's hands on. Sure. And I see you guys, my patients come at least twice a year. So I can really see the impact and I get to know them yeah. and develop those long lasting relationships, which is awesome. Well, and you knew someone in the in the dental field as well. So yes, I was, <laughs> it was very, a good place to start. I always say I have my princess castle. So <laughs> <laughs> I was very lucky. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Excellent. So if somebody were looking to go into dentistry, what skills or characteristics do you look for in somebody wanting to get into that career field? You do have to be, I would say you have to be a people person, not necessarily extroverted, but you do need to feel comfortable with people and talking to them and engaging with them. And you need to be good with your hands. Uh, You're Mm -hmm. using those all day um, in a mouth. So you're in a tiny spot trying to do detailed, small things. So being good with your hands. So, you know, my dad said one thing he did to prep was he did, he built a lot of models like model cars and um, gotcha. airplanes or you know where you painted and just a detail yeah i was just gonna ask did you ever build things with your dad like woodworking or do any model model building that's i was curious to know when you said you have to work with your hands i did not as okay. um not to the point that he did um so i didn't do as much but my dad did always pull me into the garage to help him fix things. And, um, he always tried to teach, you know, do those dad learning moments with me. Good for dad. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then, I mean, you have to like the sciences. Dentistry is heavily focused on the sciences. So you have to like your biology class, your anatomy classes, your chemistry classes. Okay. Okay. Good to know. So what's the average or estimated pay range for someone that would, let's say starting off in your career field? Um, I know you've got maybe a couple different, uh, levels. You've got a dental hygienist, and then you've also got the dentist. So maybe give us some pay ranges of starting and then the upper end of the pay scale for maybe both of those uh, spots in your field. Yeah. So you actually gave me kind of a heads up on this question. So I did look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics just to make sure <laughs> I was within uh, you know, what was being put out there. So in dentists, the average is about 150000 a year. Okay. Now, with you owning your business, I do know, you know, in startups, some business, their salaries, it can go down to zero just to get your business started. Sure. And then depending what you put into your practice, you, it's almost infinity on what, you know, not infinity, but 
you can scale that number up considerably. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the sky's limit a little bit on how high I would say, you know, 200,000 is about average, um, okay. 150 to 200,000 for most dentists. Can you get up to 300,000 plus? Yeah. You just, there's certain, you just have to be a specialist or you're working a lot of hours and it, or doing special procedures. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably more of your dentists who are operating more than doing your standard routine cleaning. Yeah, it would be a, a different t- style practice. Um, gotcha. And then there's the dental hygienist. They're usually paid by hour. Um, that can range anywhere from like 29 to 36, um, probably for the state of Indiana, about $36 per hour. If you're in LA, New York, I'm sure it's $50, $60 an hour for price of living. Gotcha. Um, or cost for cost of living. Um, so they average about 75,000 a year. Okay. I'd say 60 to 75,000. Most okay. dental hygienists are not, um, they work two, three days a week, which is okay. nice um, for those that want to have a family and be sure. home a little more. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Huh. And then there's the dental assistant that is the um, right in there with the dentist um, helping, I mean, they are critical to the office running and, um, there's a job where your day to day is all over, um, lots of variety. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are also usually by hour, I would say starting with minimal training is about 13. Okay. And then with lots of training, the more you do in the office, the more you contribute, could get you up to maybe $30 an hour. Um, that's pretty high, but you could probably get there. So, Okay. Depending on how much you work, you get your average there. The U.S. average was quoted at thirty-eight thousand. Okay. Right. And then there's also the dental labs. So okay. if you don't big team like, of people. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like working directly with patients, then you but you like doing those tiny things and details, then you can work in a dental lab where okay. they make they de- design and make and polish all the dental crowns, the dentures, the partials. Um, retainers, all kinds of different things. Um, and they're about 40,000 a year. Okay. So the backstage workers to help mm-hmm. support what happens on the front end with the customer. Yeah. And theirs is becoming more, the dental labs are becoming more digital. Hmm. Lots of tech, new technology coming in with scanners and 3d printers. So it's actually, if you have a lot of interest there, um, there's a lot of growth and change going hmm. on in that area too. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I know we've done some conversations with some STEM pathways, science, technology, engineering, math, and it seems like I'm I'm finding a lot of crossover between different pathways and what, you know, somebody is interested in science, but, or, or maybe dental, but doesn't like science for some reason. Um, maybe they are more tech savvy and they would love to work with a 3d printer. And all of a sudden, they find themselves in a dentist's office, not actually doing the dental work, but building things in the background. That that could be a very unique job. Yes, and they're yeah, and they're the IPFW, which is uh, PFW, does have a program for it hmm. for that wow. assistance and hygiene. So awesome. Yeah. Huh. Well, thank you for the breadth of uh, pay ranges <laughs> for the different individuals in your practice. That's awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. So if somebody, maybe my daughter someday, if she's uh, (laughs) getting ready to graduate high school and uh, wanting to pursue dental, uh, dental practice, what would you tell someone or encourage them to do if they're really 
looking seriously into going into um, a dentist's career? You know, I do say if you really have that interest, then explore it young. If you can get into a dental office during high school, working in the back, helping with sterilization, observing some procedures, just kind of getting in there, make sure that is what you like. I would say do that. Try to get into that. Mm -hmm. Try to develop a relationship with a mentor. And Mm then um, from there, just find a college that you like, that excels in that field not necessarily need to be a pre-dental degree, pick a degree you like, but checks all the requirements for dental school. Hmm. Um, I mean, cause that's, I did nutrition. I had to add in extra classes to fit the pre-dental, but it allowed me to enjoy my college and take classes. I liked. Sure. Hmm. Okay. Good words of wisdom there. Do you guys usually take, uh, take interns or do you take people for shadow days or what do you do specifically in your office? We do. We do try to work with students and have that impact. Um, We had a, we worked with HOE for a little while out at the high school. Um, There's some other programs where we've had some students come through. And then if we have any patients or people that we know that have interests, we'll have them come in for shadow days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Was there anything else as you think about, you know, people listening, uh, they'll be the ones that are clicking on the uh, the dentist uh, podcast. They're probably listening because they may be interested um, finding out more. What is there anything else that you would like to share about your experience or your journey? I will say it. I am biased, but I do think it's a great career, Um, you know, for man or woman. But I right now work three to four days a week. It does allow a little more flexibility for my home life, um, but I can still provide for the family. And I love all the venues of it. I mean, you do get to run a business, so you get those challenges, but the dentistry is constantly changing. Like I said, with the technology and going digital, learning about how it um, connects to the overall health. And so I just think it's an amazing field that's changing rapidly uh, just a great one to look into. I would not cross it off. Um, it, it's amazing how you think saliva, like I really don't like saliva (laughs) and grosses me out with my kids, (laughs) but when I'm doing, you don't think about it. And, um, the finished pot, it's just, you know, what I do, I really like. So it's amazing how you don't see a lot of that stuff when you're actually doing your job. Okay. It's different than it is in your house. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that, but yeah. You know, I mean, some people are like, oh, I can never work in someone's mouth. And it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that. You know, I'd go ahead and research it. Don't just because of that, don't count it out. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about all the food I fish out of my, uh, my son's mouth right now. He's nine months, almost 10 months and everything is going into his mouth. So I had to just stick my fingers in there, feel around. He's actually cutting in some teeth right now. So, um, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it does seem kind of gross every time I stick my hands in his mouth. Not, not a profession I'd want to do, but sounds uh it sounds very rewarding very fulfilling and if that's something that you're interested in um definitely i hope our listeners pursue that but okay not to, i don't want to leave our listeners with something disgusting but i'm curious what's the most disgusting thing you've had to do in someone's mouth i you know i can't even i don't know 
Um, Because I just don't see it that way. I mean, I see it as they may have something that you would say is disgusting, but I just see it as like, great, we have something we can fix. Something that needs to be fixed. Something Uh we can improve and something we can just make better. And that's just exciting to see the potential. But I mean, there are people that um, you can get big infections. And um, so, I mean, if you push on them, stuff comes out. And (laughs) uh, that's good. That's good. (laughs) You you have gloves and the mask on. Yeah, you're covered. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on our podcast today, Jessica. I really appreciate your time and speaking with us. Well, thank you so much for asking. It was, I'm glad I could share it. And if anyone has questions, I can get you my info. They can send them my way. I'm more than Perfect. happy to help Perfect. answer anything maybe I missed. Okay, sounds great. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today. And remember to subscribe to our channel as content will be updated weekly. Please leave a review and share us with your friends. Uh, You can always find more information about the J. Cruz Education Center at jcruiseducation.org and on our Facebook page at J. Cruz Education. So thanks again, Jessica. You have a wonderful day. Thanks for being here with us. You too. Thank you.